Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 4 to 9 podcast. I'm 9. I'm 4. I'm 2. And today, we're back with another tech cast of the week. Tech cast! And this time, we're back with more news from the tech community and the tech world and the whole world, and we'll see what's been going on. Oh, yeah. Before we jump into the whole news world and see what's going on right now, I just want to remind all you beautiful people out there listening to us right now that you can follow us on all our social media platforms. Uh, two, would you like to tell them where they can find us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then DM us, right? Football season just started again. I'm going to throw this plug in there. DM me your fantasy football team, and I'll pick the best fantasy football team and post it on our Instagram story. 100%. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, you can also check us out on, on the 429podcast.com. The 429podcast.com, once again, to find all our social media links. And, of course, to find us on your favorite podcast platform. So, anyway, with that Let's said. do it. Let's get into it exactly for. So first things first, let's start with something, you know, relatively good news. SpaceX. Once again, uh, Elon's making news. And this oh, time, of course, SpaceX Papa Elon. is uh, making some great records right now. So SpaceX uh, satellite internet service, which they've been testing in the background, has come in with new reports to the FCC. And essentially, they have achieved a latency under 20 milliseconds. Oh, man. Very insane. So the exact numbers are uh, Starlink, right? Which is their program within SpaceX that is doing all this. They uh, achieved a 100 to 2 to 203 megabytes per second download rate, 40 to 42 upload rate, and a latency of 18 to 19 milliseconds. That's crazy. That's not bad. That's actually pretty decent. That's better than my internet. Yeah. Dude, I'll, I'll and that's right now. That's, that's better than most of middle America and anywhere else in the world except for maybe like Europe and like high uh high high power countries in in asia like god that's really yeah, like, really good elon's having one hell of a year first with tesla now with spacex he's having a hell of a year this year elon is not slowing down and uh also this won't be the last uh elon news i'll give you a little warning of that uh for this for this uh tech cast uh but uh yeah so uh they also reported that they're gonna do sort of a uh, testing run in different united states for some selected customers and volunteers. Uh, they haven't specified when or where or who or even what state, but it should be coming down. So, you know, you know we talked about this, I think, in, in previous sessions, you know, the the need of internet, how important it is, yeah. especially in our what should be our upcoming episode with uh, digital versus uh, physical classrooms. You know, check that out when it launches. Uh, we talked about how in, uh, internet access is a very essential resource at this point due to the pandemic and not everyone has equal access to it. Mm-hmm. So this might be one of the potential ways to fix that for rural America or any, any potential kids that are stuck with uh, unfortunately no low access internet. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty happy about this. This is, you know, finally some, a sparkle good news. That's really cool, in, man. And a landscape of uh, bad news, but um, I gotta tell you, yeah. Elon never fails to disappoint. He's always got these like cool things, like just running in the background, like, no one even knows about it, and like out of nowhere, like bam, there it is. He solved some like major problem. Like this dude was like crazy. this dude was like us in college, except he has the money and the time to build whatever the hell he wants, which yeah. is awesome. Yep. Elon is basically the entrepreneur in all of us, but he yeah, actually yeah. has the funds and the manpower to actually pursue it, no matter how crazy it is. Yep. So I respect. And it's that. awesome. It's awesome. Um, but let's go on to the next one. Uh, two, you're gonna like this one. I didn't forget. As two mentioned earlier, football has just started up. And because of that, 
uh, and the whole pandemic thing that's been changing things up. The NFL is now trying to, you know, change with the time. So now they're actually extending their partnership with Microsoft. They're going to use Microsoft Teams to have their fans cheer along with the players. So essentially how this will work is that there'll be essentially screens on each end zone. And players, when they score and perform a touchdown, (laughs) they can actually see the fans in real time and celebrate with them. So sort of like a digital bridge now. It's really insane, right? You... Imagine you can now see your favorite players one-on-one, face-to-face, interact with them. You know, virtual high-fives or whatnot, or even dance with them. I feel like that's like, such a Facebook thing to do. Like, I can picture Mark Zuckerberg having, like, released this as a product. Like, we're bringing people closer together whenever they can't be. Like, blah, blah, blah. 100%, but Facebook bad, was like... Too bad, Satya beat him to it. Let's yeah. go, Nadella. <laughs> too fair. Unfortunately, if Mark got in closer on this earlier, he would have had the chance, but uh, he... NFL has been in a partnership with Microsoft since 2013, so they, yeah. they, they, they've been close friends for a while, and, you know, they just needed to cross that bridge, you know, since stadiums are unfortunately empty, you know, safety reasons and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and fan interaction, of course, is 100% very important in NFL and most sports in general. This is an I see in a really creative way to narrow that weird, weird times now with the fans and interaction and players so this is i i think this is pretty great you know i would like to see them actually mix it up maybe even throwing more crazy ideas out there i don't know i don't know what else they can do maybe virtual we are like i'll tell you from a football fan's perspective right i think this is awesome right we saw the nfl draft back in april happen using um video chat services and that was awesome seeing roger goodell from his house and everyone booing virtually which was fantastic it's always a great (laughs) tradition Right. And I like this. Microsoft, like you said, has a great partnership with the NFL. Actually, playbooks are actually all on Microsoft Surface Books, right? Yep. Yes. There's actually, there's yeah, actually sure. a great there's actually a great meme of Bill Belichick just chucking one of those when he was pissed, right? So it's like it's all great and I'm excited to see what technology they bring to the NFL. And there's a lot of interesting partnerships to work. Football and technology go hand in hand in more ways than you think, right? Like with next gen stats and everything. I could keep going on and on, but let's move on to the next thing. But like, I'm excited to see what technology more, more, more technology Microsoft brings to the hundred percent, and not even just NFL and sports in general. You know, it's a weird time with sports, and you know, as sports keeps moving on, uh, I would love to see how technology can maybe you know, like again, AI for for camera detection for touchdowns and flags and stuff. That could be pretty interesting, also. So that that's actually something they already have embedded inside the uh, pylons. That you see on the on the on the uh, field. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll talk more about that later. You can make an episode of that if, if needed, if requested. Anyway, let's move on. Now I know you guys probably sick of hearing this, right? The Herman and Miller? It, no, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> so I, well, no. Actually, it's the third one you probably would have picked, but it's Apple and, Ep- oh. <laughs> and Epic. Third uh... things again, as of course they're going to be. I can't prevent this. You can't prevent it. It's going to happen. And things are not letting up. In fact, they're firing up on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. So Apple came, uh, Epic came back again with another bombshell, as they always do on Twitter. And they basically said to all their customers, if you have a sign-in with Apple account, you're going to be losing your Epic Games account. Wow. Wow. So, you know, the whole on-deal debates going on everything... Essentially, we would have who knows how many Epic game uh, fans and customers just lose their accounts overnight. So Epic has pretty much warned them that you have to change by 
uh, September 11th to do to make the change. Otherwise, which was a short notice, right? This is very short. It's like basically a week, less than a week. And and if you don't, then your hundred dollars of V bucks that you spent on it is going to be gone. All right. Now terrible. From a developer standpoint, you can see how this is troubling, right? Mm-hmm. And Apple, hundred percent, that's the company they are also realizes it's troubling. So after Epic publicly went out and said this to everyone, Apple has already actually responded today about this uh, about this announcement. And they said, we're not terminating uh, your use of sign-in accounts. So they basically said that uh, anyone who has an account, who has an Epic Games account using our services, our sign-in with Apple services, you're good. We're not terminating those. You're fine. Uh, Apple being who they are, they realize this is would uh, cause trust with developers. You 100%. know, hundred percent, right? You you know you don't want. I was just thinking. I was like, look, like if my app ever goes down from the app store, I still want it up there for people to like people who have it. I still want them to be able to use it. But like, this is definitely like this would have been a real like line that they would be crossing, right? This would be a real backlash you would see from the developer community if they actually had done this. But what about their own customers, right? Who's who's actually using sign-in by Apple on Epic Games? It's Apple customers, right? So who, who are they going to blame? Are they going to blame Epic for removing Apple sign-in? No, obviously they're going to blame Apple. Apple's the one that's at fault there, right? So when they lose their $100 worth of V-Bucks because Apple decided to, to cut ties with Epic Games, like... Whose fault is that? That's not Epic's fault. That's Apple's choice, right? Well, to be fair, make sure to be, everyone knows. Well, to be fair, this has to go. First of all, this all stems back from a move that Epic Games, right? Um, so you know, you can't you can't easily atone that this is all a result of an action that Epic caused in the first place. But even aside from that, uh, to make the story clear, Epic uh, basically said this to everyone uh, on Twitter that that uh, Apple was terminating them. And while this may or may not have been true, what based on what Apple may have said to them in the background, mm-hmm. Apple is basically is claiming out here saying that that's not true. Um, we're never we're going to terminate it, um, and stuff like that. Well, that explains why Apple, right? And uh, this is another news story. I don't know if you have it on your list um, nine, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Apple Probably. actually filed a lawsuit against Epic yesterday or a day or two ago. They're actually yes. suing Epic for. Um, damage for, for damages. Yeah, yes. pretty much. You could just say that. Yeah, slander so damages. Suing, so they're suing Epic for damages caused to Apple. Obviously, Apple's brand has taken a major hit. And if you know anything about Apple's goodwill, it's one of the highest up there, right? Very. So it's like when you damage something like Apple's goodwill, it becomes it becomes a a negative thing, right? So. Hundred percent. You know, I don't. And you know, it, I think in, in in fairness, I think both of their images have been tainted, right? Just from different communities, you know. It just, but they're both been tainted in the end, you know. And I can I think see everyone how, sucks here. Yeah, well, I I didn't actually place this news in our lineup uh, too, but uh, I I felt like we've already been hearing about too much about Apple and Epic. I was trying to save the fans from you know, you know, going on and on about that. So, let's just move on. You're gonna probably hear that about this next week. So keep that with a grain of salt as we keep moving forward. Uh, next thing, uh, this is actually, I would say, a pretty funny story uh, if you just read the headliner. But AT&T's 5G is actually slower than their 4G. <laughs> I so, <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're an AT&T fan, 
uh, I'm customer sorry. like myself. Two <laughs> is for test. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess you should have. Uh, but it's only in certain, but it's only in certain like locations. I have to nah. say, as a customer myself, well, actually, believe it or not, as a customer myself, I've only experienced it more out like in the rural areas than I have in like cities and city centers, right? Well, let, so, let me explain. Let me explain before. So let me explain before we keep moving forward, because it does sound like a, a negative attack, but there's a, there's a there's a reason for these types of uh, slowdowns. So, and so. PG, uh, PC Magazine, right, did a study, which is what this, uh, what I'm, what I'm referring to, which is my, what my sources are. Essentially, in 21 out of 22 cities, the 5G phones connected to AT&T were actually slower and got slower speeds than their 4G counterparts, right? Yep. Uh, PC Magazine quote on saying AT&T's 5G right now appears to be essentially worthless. Uh, pretty strong words. Uh, and they said that the reason, essentially, the slower speeds is pretty much to how 5G works and how AT&T allocates its spectrum. So, essentially, what's going on is that there is a, a spectrum, right? A, a wave spectrum yep. that most carriers use, right? And, essentially, uh, AT&T uh, has one of the... Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but AT&T is actually pretty decent in terms of availability. They're one of the best in availability. They actually won last year PC Magazine's own last year rewards in terms of availability and speeds. Um, and the reason they were able to do this is something due to called uh, seven carrier aggression, or mm -hmm. essentially in layman's terms, they're putting a lot of aggression on different channels on different frequencies. So they're setting up a lot of their signals in different channels. So then if you're even in one uh, place where one channel, one frequency can hit you, they're they're hitting so many different channels, so many different frequencies, that essentially you're gonna hit a channel, you're gonna hit a signal eventually. You know, right? This is a there's actually a really good um, kind of like verbiage for what I would call this. Uh, it's called throwing shit at the wall and hoping that something will stick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is one of the big problems I have with five G and like I mean I haven't done an overwhelming amount of research on it, but just think about how this works, right? 4G is at a spot in the wavelength spectrum where, I mean, I think it can go between, like, 3 and, like, 15 miles or something, depending on, like, mm -hmm. what's in between. And 5G is, like, not even a mile. You can't get range with 5G. Why? Because higher bandwidth, uh, higher frequencies in the spectrum can't go through things like walls and trees. And, I mean, there's a reason why 5G phones, they need a completely second chip. They need a 5G chip in order to process 5G signals because there's so many different spectrums they're reading at the same time. They need more antennas because guess what? If your exactly. hand is covering one of the antennas in your phone that's receiving input, you will get no signal. So now you need antennas all around your phone, right? It's so easy to block a 5G signal. If you're in a house, in a basement, you know, inside of a school or something with concrete or brick walls, like you better hope you have Wi-Fi because I don't think you're getting 5G signal. And, I mean, it's touted as this big thing, this big revelation of 5G. And, I mean, realistically, the only reason 5G is a thing is because there's so many devices connected to wireless networks right now that there's not enough frequencies in the spectrum to support all of those devices simultaneously. They need to expand or expand the amount of, like, the amount of concurrent devices they can support. They're not doing this to make things faster or better because 5G is just inherently a worse spectrum to put things on. But one, it's lesser used, so there's less interference in terms of that spectrum itself. 
And two, it just creates a lot more bandwidth for these companies to put phones on and to sell internet to. So, I mean, realistically, I don't see this as this big, you know, like, revolution of internet that people should be, like, you know, on online waiting overnight for. I see this more as a, hey, we need room for more devices, which... I mean, in turn, could give you more speed because maybe now you're no longer waiting for someone else to finish using that line and you can get connection faster or something. But, I mean, for the most part, I see 5G as, like, subpar of 4G because, I mean, you need more battery, you need more hardware, you need more antennas. It costs more for everything. It's less likely to work. Like, there's just so many more ifs, ands, or buts with 5G, and I think it's, like, been totally misportrayed as this, like, revolution of Internet. I think 5G is better for more heavy dense and populated areas where you have a ton of people because then you could support all those phones on those spectrums like you just said right but to also your point yeah the wavelength is only about a thousand feet with 5g and it's all and it's about 10 yeah. miles of 4 but, but also right? think about this right before you go on those big dense areas that have a lot of people what type of buildings are usually up there skyscrapers with tons of metal concrete steel aluminum you think 5G is going to be able to really effectively get through those walls? Because I have my doubts. Oh, well, so thing, this is uh, something we'll see, you know? Well, the thing is, you know, to, to sum it up, 5G does have its performances increased, right? We're not saying the 5G is actually slower than 4G because that's far from the truth. The problem is you need proper setup, proper uh, cost. Expensive and, setup and, right and now. Expensive yeah. setup, cost across, and implementation across states. As for alluded to, this the travels distance of these uh, different frequency waves are actually slower than 4G, so you need even more. So 5G performance is a lot better than 4G, don't get me wrong. And the reason AT&T's 5G is actually slower than 4G is because what they did was essentially they took off uh, a small spectrum of their, um, what's it called, their old 850 millihertz cellular spectrum. So like their old, one of their old... um, what's it called, their old cellular brand, and assign that to 5G. So basically, you when you connect to their 5G network with a, to the 5G phone, it says 5G, but it's actually working on an old cellular brand, so not even using real 5G, which is why you're getting these horrible performances. And if I'm wrong, I mean, please let me know. I'm, I'm, I definitely could be. Like I said, I'm not by no means an expert in radio communications, but I mean, just... Based on like the basics I know about it, I, it just doesn't make sense to me a lot. It, it, like I said, it, 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 it's there. The, the performance is there, and we should be moving towards 5G. But it's not going to be as a lot of these companies are portraying, like, you know, develop overnight or what's it called, get a switch on in one night, and then everyone's going to have 5G. It's going to be a gradual thing as more antennas are implemented. Well, as testing is done and stuff like that, here's, and more 5G's phones become more affordable. Have. And maybe we'll do a whole episode on this because this is a pretty interesting topic here. But is 5G faster in speeds because 5G is faster, or is 5G faster in speeds because the new hardware is faster? Are they it's faster because of speeds? Honestly, I'm not well versed enough in 5G. I, mean, I, I, I know it's faster. It actually carries more data. That's why it's faster. But right. but because of that, it's also. But then at the same time, right, just from my basic knowledge of data transfer speeds and everything, right, you can Mm -hmm. also lose those packets over the internet, over the network, right? And if it's TCP, they need to be retransmit depending on the actual Exactly. Well, yeah, of course. So So I guess to my point, right, it's like I I need to be a little more well-versed before if we ever decide to record an episode or just talk about this later because I've only been to like one lecture on about 5G. 
I know but, it's faster. I know it's faster, but like we with Lure 2, it needs more equipment. It needs more uh, access points for it to be, you know, a usable thing. And of course, you also need the the sudden upgrade of technology of hardware to even utilize it properly. So there's a there's a there's a cap. There's a, a minimum requirement in terms of hardware. There is setup, uh, heavy, expensive setup required for it, but it is faster. All right, let's move right. on. No more time. All right, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll time do an episode. For, Maybe we'll do an episode if you want, but we're moving on to the first big story, and it's Microsoft again, and they announced the Xbox Series S to be coming November 10th, and a price to it all. What's the price? Now, the price, is, with it. this price alone has simultaneously have changed the landscape of gaming uh, communities across the world as people are now flagging with their Xbox flags across the whole community as the Xbox Series S has been announced at a $300 price tag. That's crazy. Whoa, $300? $300. Straight up, you get $300 and you can have access to some very powerful hardware for its price and even access to a potential even play on 4K with this thing alone. My so, PS3 slim at 300. Let's be real, like <laughs> you're, you're talking about exactly what to allude to. You're talking about like last gen console prices, with maybe not you know the full power of next gen like the Xbox Series X, but close enough and for some people, you know, good enough. You know, you're you're still getting uh, partly some next gen um, you know specs. Uh, it could have SSD, which is I think in my opinion the biggest upgrade in terms of the console market. Like. These guys haven't had SSDs performance, and SSDs alone add huge benefits in terms of loading speeds and stuff like that, and and resource allocation. So it's gonna have all that. Uh, there is a downside; it's gonna be digital only. So you know, right away, and it only has, I believe, 500 gigs starting off. So first thing you gotta do is buy that uh, extra memory. Hold up, wait. It's 500 gigs, and it's 300 dollars. Yeah. Bro, I had 200 gigs in the PS3 Slim for 300. Like. But you gotta remember, like these games now are, are pretty big now. They're not they're not 40 gigs, 30 gigs of back in our time. True. Uh, Call of Duty is like like what almost it's over 100 uh, gigs now. I've seen updates be like 90 gigs. I think it's like I think it's 120 gigs. Like yeah, around there, like 120 what gigs. What the hell are they? All right, we'll get into that later. But what the hell are they adding for 120 gigs? And let me keep going with this. So Xbox didn't stop there. I'm oh, sorry, Microsoft didn't stop there. They also announced, you know, of course, they have their Xbox Gamer Pass Unlimited, which is essentially their yeah. Netflix of games. Mm -hmm. A huge, great benefit. If you guys haven't heard of it, as a gamer, I would highly recommend it. It has huge value for price. Essentially, just like Netflix, you subscribe a month and you get access to all the games that they have available, catalog of games to choose from. You'll never get bored. They have announced also that it will now include EA Play with mm -hmm. it, too. So so ES plays basically there is ES version of their own like gamer pass, basically just a collect full of EA games. You know, you know Madden, FIFA. No more seventy dollars for what is it NBA two K twenty one? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. So now with basically with one price. So if if you're a gamer, all you gotta need is three hundred dollars and twenty five dollars a month for the Xbox Gamer Pass Unlimited, and you're getting over two hundred games accessible to you on launch day, instantly. Wow. With it's an insane offer. Uh, it's really great. Uh, I, I'm really happy that Microsoft is bringing an affordable choice to people, and it's yes. not just blasting uh, $600, $500 console, and, you know, and no games. You know. But I'm gonna bring something up that you know Microsoft's doing crazier and crazier stuff. You know, how you just mentioned Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. 
So with Game Pass, now that not only can you play on the newest Xbox, your PC, you'll soon be able to play on Android phones, all the Xbox games yes. that you ever wanted to play. Yes. So, so you know, Microsoft's making some big, bold things, and they're moving towards the service heavily, and I applaud them for that, you know? It's not looking good for, uh, what's it called? Sony over there. Sony is uh, supposedly going to be making an announcement. Supposedly yesterday, nothing came of it. Now they're saying next week. So I think they're struggling. They wasn't they're, expecting trying, they're trying to figure out what the hell to do right now. To, be, be, fair, real. to be fair, Microsoft wasn't actually supposed to announce this price. So what happened was it got leaked at around 1 a.m. And Microsoft scrambled. And they're like, oh, it got leaked. We'll just announce it. And they announced like 2 a.m. officially. Wait, so are, so, you, are you telling me that these sports games, EA games, are going to be available to play on PC also, not just Xbox with the Game Pass update? Correct. Pretty and much, And if yeah. you have an Android, your Android phone. Oh, that's that that's actually massive because let me tell you something. I'm probably not buying the new Xbox, but all of my friends will be buying the new Xbox. So <laughs> guess who's See, probably going to be a Game Pass sucker now? I'm probably a Game Pass sucker now for the rest of my life. So, we already got a couple of friends that are Game Pass subscribers, and I've I have tried their trials, and I have to, I have to tend to the value of the package. You know, it's very good. You pretty much get, you know, you don't get a thing I like. You don't just get like five year old games. You get some of the newest games. Sometimes even new releases get on that on day one. So here's here's a question though: Does Game Pass include Xbox Live? I don't know. I don't think so. I do I not think so. think so. I do not but think so. I would not be surprised if Microsoft within years like, why don't we just combine the two and charge people thirty bucks? It's probably going that route. It's probably going that route. I mean, Xbox. We, we, it's been already been find out that Xbox Live pretty much cost them nothing to maintain. You know, so yeah. they only really had that price tag was because they're one of the first X like console live services back in the day, and they just kept the price to the service as you know time went on. But, but this is massive. Oh yeah, and that's not so. Microsoft's doing really well. Let's move on to the next one that we talked about before. Apple again, once again. Apple's announced their September event, right? So basically, new event, September 15. Apple's announced they're going to have an official special event for September. And, and you know, people are going crazy. So no new, no official word exactly, right, on what's it going to be about, what it is, stuff like that. But you know me. I'm the Apple rumor mm-hmm. guy. I know yeah. the ins and I know the outs. And supposedly, my ears on the ground says that it's going to be heavily focusing on two new products. The iPad Air and the Apple Watch Series 6. So, if you guys didn't know, the Apple Watch Series 5 already been pulled from the market. Like, you actually cannot buy a Series 5 right now uh, on Apple's official website. Crazy. So, they're already preparing for this new Series 6 update. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's big health features coming out with the Series Six, in uh, terms of like I think it's going to have an oxygen sensor, so stuff like that. It's it's going to be crazy big, and then for the iPad, um, they're basically bringing over the iPad Pro design to a iPad Air size and price, so you just can't be mad with that. If you're not an if you if you don't have an iPad that's like you have an iPad that's older than four years old or you don't have an iPad. Too, I'm talking about you. I highly recommend this is the time to buy an iPad when they announce that iPad Air. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be big. And if you're a stock trader, see, but eh, and, we'll see. And if you're a stock trader, I expect the prices to go up. But I'm, I'm not saying that officially, but that's what I hear from reports. 
I doubt but, the price. The prices don't really fluctuate on Apple's events like this, unless it's the WWDC, we'll see, right? We'll but, see. We'll see. This is a big event. Uh, I gotta also say that um, a lot of rumors have said that this might be where they announce the iPhone. You know, usually they do in September. Unfortunately, it seems like they, at least from the rumors, that they're not gonna announce anything about the iPhone. That's good. Most of the big stuff, sort of like the the new Macs with the new Apple chips and the iPhone, are going to be announced in an October event. So. If you're if you're actually waiting for those type of news, then you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. But it's coming. So it looks like I'll be waiting a little bit longer. <laughs> you're gonna be waiting a little longer, but you probably be, uh, we'll see how long we have to wait. A so, little bit longer, but I'm still not buying it because I'm broke. <laughs> but that's a different story. So, time for the last news of, of the week, right? And Ooh. once again, like I promised you guys, we're going back to our old boy Elon, and you know, in this case, Tesla. Okay. So. Picture this. You're a man. You bought a Tesla. Very happy with it, right? Uh, you buy when you buy a Tesla. There's a bunch of packages, right? Mm-hmm. But you're 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 trying to you're you're closing your dollar, right? You're trying to stretch that dollar, and you can't afford the many packages that Tesla offers, right? Including one where it offers better performance to zero to sixty speeds, right? So you decide not to go for the modular, right? Later on, you want that you want that new improved speed. You got some more bank in your cash, but you can't improve it, and you don't want to pay the premium price on Tesla. That's where you go to an aftermarket, right? Mm-hmm. That's what one redditor used. You right? go to the junkyard. You go to the junkyard, exactly. So that's what one redditor user did. He uh, he uh, what's it called? He bought a aftermarket modular that essentially provides most of the premium features that Tesla offers on their uh, external and premium <laughs> packages, sort nice. of like uh, interior lights and heating seats and, and faster and faster zero to 60 runtime. So most Teslas, if you don't know, are actually do have this capability and these abilities, but they're locked behind a, a, a small Ooh. modular chip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Yeah, it's basically a paywall. And you need a small modular chip to essentially plug it in and unlock these features. Right, you gotta pay that. You gotta pay Tesla for that. Uh, so, if you want to read this article, well, you gotta pay a dollar first. You gotta pay. So, a lot of aftermarket companies have, you know, kind of slipped under the boat and offer the same kind of modular for less the price. And for a redditor, that's exactly what he did: save himself some cash, got the updated performance. But mm, one morning, he found out his uh, his Tesla had an update, and it's giving him a warning now. Uh, unknown uh, hardware in your Tesla, and it's just flashing his display. Now you can still drive the Tesla, right? It operates as normal, but that warning doesn't disappear. Think of like that Windows, that Windows up uh, warning you get when you don't uh, activate your window license. Oh man! You can still use the Windows, but that thing is gonna annoy you. It's not gonna stop, and it will do everything in its power to really harass you. Well. I think you know how the open source and kind of like do-it-yourself community will do things. Time for a new little chip module that disables the uh, the alert. <laughs> That's what I'm mean, basically, basically. But I guess the biggest piece here is that here's what I don't agree with with Tesla, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think this is where Tesla should have stuck more to the traditional car building model, right? Yeah. If you didn't want people getting the higher speed or the heated seats or the interior lights. Why even put that in the car? Just have them buy a premium car, like the Model 3, Model 3S, Model 3 Limited, Model 3, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Why not just provide updated versions of this car instead of selling software? Because I'll be real, if I ha- if 
I would be just like this dude. I would buy the cheapest version of the car, put in my own aftermarket chips or program the software myself and call it a freaking day. Yeah, you would think, right? I mean, let's be honest. We all have been there. We all basically bought the, the lowest specs of the mm -hmm. product and then just went to um, basically aftermarkets for accessories and sort of that thing. I do that all the time. Um, right, like, if, I, the, if all this module really does is just uncomments the 30 lines of code that makes the car go 30 seconds faster. Essentially, yeah. It's it's crazy thing. But the reason I really wanted to focus on the story because one, it's kind of it's kind of funny, you know, like waking up and then updating your Tesla and then you'll be like, oh, my Tesla stopped working. Um, <laughs> but two, it, I mean, broken. <laughs> uh, two, it, it sets a precedent that I think, uh, unfortunately, we might uh, see a lot in the future now as cars become more... I guess, you know, electronics or even more like kind of follow this Correct business model that Tesla's though, layout. Right? Doesn't, does, isn't Tesla the only one that follows this like business layout of like selling software as like instead well, of upgrading at the packages? Moment. At as the of moment. right now, yes, but rumors have it that GM is partnering with Tesla's competitor, Nikola, oh, and I is see. trying to provide the same thing exactly. for trucks. That's exactly what I'm saying. So yes, you're, too, you're right for Tesla, the only one really doing this type of thing, right? But they had success, and success comes copycatters. And I well, wouldn't be surprised if you know more companies start let's following think about this. Though, right? Like what quantifies success, right? Because Tesla's only recently making a profit. I mean, yeah, they haven't made that much money. Like, what is success? Like, sure, they've got a lot of like people that like a their lot cars, of successful but... companies don't even make a lot. Don't even make a profit. Look, think a lot of Google's companies, stuff like that. If Google wasn't... Uh, Google makes money, though. That's the thing. Google, that's the thing. Google makes money. And like you said, Tesla's now making a profit. But they, and you know, they also have no notoriety. Like, they, 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 they're they're known. You see, like, the biggest thing well, Tesla's got going for it is their technology, right? Like, their their software is top of the line. Their, their automated driving is getting very good. Their battery technology is very good, right? Like, all of these different pieces that are specific to Tesla, I think the only reason the business model works for them is because... Like that's who they are, right? These are their like. They're like the pieces. Apple of the car industry. Exactly. And who's right? like, and, and is Apple successful? Well, Apple successful. Apple makes right? money. But now this this all goes back to the right of repair podcast we did, right? Mm -hmm. Do we? If I own my Apple device, right? I could jailbreak and do whatever I want, but that's my problem, right? If the yeah. phone messes up, it's my problem. Yeah. What, what I don't like what Tesla does in this case is that if I open up the hood of the car and I swap out the headlight or whatever, Tesla's like, oh, you can't do that. But that was Apple for the longest time. Same thing. It's only recently that they started uh, supporting rights of repair uh, programs. And even then, they're not even fully supporting them. They're doing it through uh, vendors that they only trust. So very limited choices still. My point here is I don't think that what Tesla does would work for like Toyota, for example. Like, exactly. I just don't think it would work for them. It's not the brand they have. It's not the reputation they have. It's not what they've been good at doing for, you know, decades. Like, Tesla's in a very unique position, and I don't think any of the existing car companies can really copy them and do well copying them. But Well, I, I never said wrong. it had to be existing car companies. I was talking about even more of the fact of new car companies, or even, like, two even talked about existing companies partnering up with competitors, in this case, yeah. offering their resources, their, their assembly lines to support, basically making a quote-unquote copycat tesla yeah you know and then they will definitely follow the business model with that because you know tesla already laid out the roadmaps they just got to follow through and you know usher in some of that tesla success that they recently been following. oh well i would so, i would love to see a tesla competitor come in the market better 
Like if oh, yeah, Chrysler car came out, like all they've got to do is say, hey, listen, guess what? We're going to give you the same car at the same price, except we're unlocking all the software features. Bam, there you go. It doesn't cost them a penny more, and they get thousands of people to go buy their car instead of a Tesla, and then Teslas get cheaper. So that's how you know, that's how the market works. You know, you know, I, I love competition myself, you know, and uh, I would love to see a real strong rival to Tesla. Oh, it would be insane. Maybe, yeah, it would be insane. It really shows some of the strength that Tesla can put out, and let's see if they can mush up to the strength you know right now they've been having a kind of a, a safe grace recently but let's see anyway that has been the news for TechCast this week i hope you guys enjoy it uh two would you like to tell them about our social media to remind us yeah follow us on facebook twitter instagram you can also hit us up on youtube we're also on every major podcast platform from Amazon to, I think we're on Pandora now too, for the last time I checked, but Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Podbean, hit us up on any of those. It's Even Amazon stuff. now too. And hit us up on our website, the429podcast.com. And now that it's football season again, I'm one of the biggest football fans, right? Send me your fantasy football team. I will review it. I will give you my feedback, my comments, who you should draft, who you should trade, right? I'm about to go watch the game right now myself. But let me know in the comments down below or send us a DM, anything about your football team, and let's have a conversation going on that, right? But anyway, guys, this has been TechCast, I think number seven, right? And we will see you guys this Sunday with our next episode. Take care, guys. Later, guys. Be good. Peace out.